You got it. Okay. You almost called me babe. Like, that was a classic. Right there? Babe. I avoided it. You got it. I avoided it intentionally. Yeah, it felt like you stopped yourself. I did stop myself. That's that's exciting, Bob. I'm I'm, I'm growing. Good for you. I'm growing, Josh. Thank you. (laughs) I am. I am trainable. This is the intro. Ooh, let's start with that. Let's just use that as our intro. Yes. To the intro. Yeah. We're in the intro. Okay. We've introed the intro, Bob. Is that, are we recording? We're going. We're rocking All right. So, Metacasters, this is the intro. Do we have, um, if you like Coke, if you like Pepsi, if you like a Big Mac, they've all been branded. If you like a Toyota Corolla, (laughs) I don't know where that came from. (laughs) <laughs> the Corolla. Corolla. <laughs> then, so what we so the podcast episode today <laughs> is about is about setting up your brand right. and and we actually uh, we at, at the end of it we're making a request for a continuation episode which we don't often do. It's a continuation episode, but also community involvement. So we put a hashtag out there, um, hashtag ABB Agile Brand Building to get people starting a discussion about how they've built their brand, the things they've run into, the challenges, and just ju- just to get that going. We think it's something that would help everybody. As you'll see in the episode, we get pretty passionate about it and the things we care about and the things. I almost had a tear in my eye. Yeah. You know that? I, I, know. I Did you notice that? Yeah. I was getting a little emotional. Mm-hmm. It was, I, it, it, uh, Medica- I don't want to, you know, I don't want to ruin the, uh, the Medicast, but there's a little bit of emotion in there, boys and girls. So yes. get prepared. Yep. Get a tissue. Get a box of tissue for yourself. A whole box. Well, I don't know if it was that, I don't know if it was that emotional. <laughs> so what else is going on? Uh, about the only thing for us to really Funding? talk about is the Agile Podcast Network. So I really want to hit that. This will be the second episode where we talk about that. We've partnered with four other podcasts out there. Again, trying to deliver on our mission to help you, our listeners, get better at whatever it is you do. We think that we bring value, but we think these four podcasts also bring value. It's 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 like a team, global thermonuclear agile brand adoption. This is when I say Whopper every time you say. You, and you always say Whopper. I you say do. Whopper. You why? But <laughs> I it, love it, war games. That's why. But it's true. It's it's true. You are a nerd. <laughs> no, but but we want to we want to get the word out there. So the funding, the what's funding. It? Yeah, so what's the name of the uh, uh, Patreon? Patreon. Patreon. Oh, I was close in my head, but yeah. I wasn't there. Patreon. Yeah. So quite honestly, we're not doing as well as we'd hoped there. Really? Yeah, but that's okay. That's okay. We understand. We get it. But anything you can do to help us deliver that message. Again, our goal is to be able to get um, funding to get us in other channels. I'd like to be in SoundCloud. That costs money. I'd like to do video. Right? We need to see the Bob passion. We're going to talk about the Bob passion. In this episode, so, it's, so come, it's beneficial to see this guy talk. So come through. Um, if, if you like what we're saying, give us feedback. Get us feedback for sessions, etc. But do something. Get off your chair. Do something yourself. Share us. Like us. Rate us and iTunes. Send, send us. Send us a letter. Have you? When was the last? Carrier pigeon. When was the last time you sent a letter? Like wrote a letter? I don't want to hear it. It would just make me sad. Write us a letter. Send us a postcard. P.O. Box. 
<laughs> one, two, three, four. No, that's not a real one. Don't, don't, no. He's making it up. We don't. Uh, but no, get us, get us your feedback. Send yourself addressed. Yeah, and every one of the podcasters in the network are people are giving back because of their passion in their own way. They're true to themselves. Not everyone sounds like me or sounds like Josh. Right. But the heart of the matter is we're heart, we're servants, we're givers. We're, we found a a method that works. Uh, for us and for others, and we're just trying to help folks out. So be part of that. Be part of that party and get in the game with us. That's great. Ready? Yes. On to the episode. On to the episode. Thanks, y'all. Welcome to the Metacast. I'm Josh Anderson. And I'm Bob Galen. How y'all doing? There he is, the first five-minute Bob Galen. Yes, welcome to the Metacast. So you know what You know what you catch, Metacasters, is I don't – Josh and I don't hang – Josh is incredibly busy – and he's so gracious to host the Metacast in his office and stuff. But he's 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 busy. He's got a family. He's a family man. He's an entrepreneur. He works really hard. He's got a big leadership position at the dude. Da da da. So he's 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 very busy. So I don't I don't get a chance to hang out with him very right, much. Right. So when I do, it's like every time I see Josh, it's like Christmas. It's like coming down the stairs on Christmas morning. And not just at any Christmas, but you know, remember Metacasters that Christmas when you were looking for that bike, that wonderful bike, and you didn't think you were going to get it. So it was, it was there. You were pleasantly surprised with exactly what your heart's desire was. That's how I feel when I come into the Metacast with Josh. So that's very nice of you to paint that rosy picture. Wasn't it a cool picture to but, paint? But in reality, what, what? happens? What? Bob comes out swinging. What? Like, just like when you walk in the door. What? I pick up the bicycle and I start throwing yeah, it around the room. You've got jokes in your pocket, <laughs> lined up, ready to go, just beating me down. I hate to tell you, but they're not. They're not ready. They're there all the time. <laughs> it's not like I. So I don't prepare that. It's ad lib. But but yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm loaded for bear. Yeah. I'm lo- or or in other words, I'm loaded for Josh. <laughs> yeah, he's, I, he's ready to roll. He walks in the door. So what's our topic today, Josh? Our topic today is building a brand. So building an agile brand. So you're you're a perfect topic for that. So right? both of, both of us are. So we were going to explore. I mean, right. I have a but your brand is way bigger than mine, right? So people know Bob, but size doesn't. People only know Josh because of Bob and Josh. That's not true. That's a, you're getting, explain. but but I it's know. but know. but right, brand yeah. building. We're going to talk today about building, um, building an agile practice, building your brand. Uh, you know, being cognizant of that. There was this guy. I heard this secondhand. Craig Larman, who's mm-hmm. who's the, uh, he's the co guy for less large mm-hmm. scale agile. Uh, and uh, he's before before Agile, he was an object-oriented guy. So he was teaching OO. He has a couple books on OO design and stuff. And I remember hearing from someone who had just talked to him at a conference, and and he was talking about how important it is. Someone asked him, you know, Craig, how you know who are you and something. He says, so it's not Craig. I am a brand. Mm-hmm. Now his ego got in his way in the conversation, so that's what they were sharing. <laughs> right. Great thing. He was like, you know, he was Coca Cola or something, yeah. but he was he was talking at the time uh, about how important it is to look at yourself, like investing in yourself, mm-hmm. investing in your learning, investing in your training, investing in the perception people have of you, uh, getting out there, right? Making mistakes, you know, so it's not all perfect, but but always always instead of tidying up your employer or tidying up whatever um 
tidy up your brand mm-hmm. and be cognizant of your brand. And I, and that struck with me and that resonated with me. And that was probably 20 years ago. And now I try not to get my ego in the way really right. hard because I, he's obnoxious about it. And it, I don't think it helps him. But but at the same time, thinking of yourself as like a business, I think, is important. So maybe that's what we explore today. Mm-hmm. So do you think of yourself that way at all? Yeah, I have. And probably for about the past decade or so, really once I moved from Ohio, right, I realized that I was in a new state. I, I knew no one and I had to build a brand. Otherwise, I was just going to be a really small fish in a really big pond. So that's I didn't cool, want that to be. That's right. a cool idea, like moving, yeah. like moving states and changing jobs, like, like a major initiative. I can see that. A lot of people don't have that mindset. Right. Was the, was the only way for me to go where I want to go and do the things I want to do yep. is I have to think of myself like a brand. So social media, LinkedIn, speaking at events, the podcast, things like that, where um, just getting myself out there and sharing me was an important thing. Yeah. And then learning how learning how to be me and being comfortable being me and throughout the whole process just growing in that and being comfortable with this is who Josh is. I like Josh. I think Josh is the right answer for you. You might like might not like Josh. That's okay. Why don't we but, why don't we latch that on is, that yeah. idea right now? But I want to come back to sort of um the social media aspects mm-hmm. that you, you touched on. But being genuine, so – and I'm just going to pick on our LinkedIn profiles, not because I'm picking on you, but to make the right. point. The picture. Your picture, I think, on LinkedIn is a casual picture yeah, right. uh, of you sitting on a sofa. It's your current casual with picture on. with right, a yeah. T-shirt on. Yeah. Um, it's a nice picture, and that's on LinkedIn. I would never have that picture – and I'm not picking on. No, uh, I know. I would. I would never. In fact, if you look at my LinkedIn profile right now, it's you know I've changed it, but I have a tie on. I have a jacket and tie. It's a purple. Right. Right. Uh, I wore it at my daughter's wedding. For God's sakes, that's why. And I took pictures, and I said, I'm like, I want a formal. I don't wear ties that often. Right. So I did that. So that's an indication of genuineness. I'm a. I'm old. Fa- I'm older fashioned. Right. I dress up. You're not. You're right. generationally no, different. Yeah, that's that's and that's intentional, right? Like that's yeah. where I'm. And I've even talked about in podcasts in the past that I dress down when I'm talking with a new company for a potential job with them to see what's important to them and what's not. Yeah. Like if they're gonna discard me because I'm not wearing a tie, I likely don't want to work there. Exactly. So it's intentional. If this is Josh and trying to find that fit. Um, so I think that that's a way, great way to start this is your brand is be yourself. Mm-hmm. So learn from other people. I've attended, I mean, years ago when I was trying to get better at public speaking, I would attend sessions. And there were people that I thought were better learn, better mentors for me, even from afar, like attending their sessions. Joanna Rothman mm-hmm. is someone years ago. I haven't seen her out and about in a long time. But Joanna Rothman was someone, her website was a model for the way I thought about websites right. uh, for service offerings. Her writing was a model for my writing. She's a much better writer than I am. And and her speaking style was a much better mm-hmm. – I tried to model myself. But at the same time, I didn't want to become – I never wanted to become Joanna Rothman. Right. I wanted to become – I wanted to just get better at Bob Galen. Like if you've attended my sessions, mm-hmm. I have. I tell my stories. Yeah. Don't know if they're good or bad. Don't you know? I have my weird sense of humor. Right, and you and you have that same enthusiasm, right? Just that you have here, it comes out in yeah. your talks. I was at MetLife yesterday, and they were talking about. Oh, we were trying to get Bob. It goes when Bob's in there, Bob just brings Bob, 
and he has that enthusiasm and you know it's him and it's genuine and everybody just smiles right, right. so that's the and i'm like yep that's bob yeah it said but being genuine is a, i mean it's i'm not glossing it that's an important and finding your genuine self mm-hmm. and and being comfortable with your genuine self right yeah. like not trying to be someone else uh, and i think that's always hard because you you know on entry particularly when you're starting yeah. You have those. You want to. You want to sort of emulate folks around you, and there's something good about that. But you also have to sort of get to your center. So I like. So on LinkedIn, and it's not just in in presentations. It's in uh, it's in your LinkedIn profile. It's in the pictures you have. Uh, you're more terse than I am, mm-hmm. right? And and you don't try to be wordy, right? And I honor that. Yeah. I mean, it annoys the crap out of me sometimes. <laughs> it does. No, it yeah. does. But 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 it's who you are. Yeah. Right, and you can say what I can say. In <laughs> Metacasters, I'm having a moment of revelation. What I can say in ten thousand words, Josh can say in a wink. Well, it, and but that was a discovery, right, for me. Of over this past decade, I've tried a lot. Of, like I tried writing a book, a novel. I had I have lots of cool creative ideas, but what I am incapable of doing is. Drawing the picture, painting the picture, the old show, show, don't tell, right? I don't have the patience to do the show, don't tell. It's right. like, here's the facts. Here's what's happened. That's how my mind works. So I realized I'm not going to be a guy that writes a novel because my brain doesn't work like that. Well, right. I could force myself to do that. I would hate life. Right. right. I don't want to do that. But, but also just discovering me and getting comfortable with it as I've grown over the past decade, I've... I've learned what I can do, what I can't do, what I like doing, what I don't like doing, and I brought that into the way I operate, the way I work in social media, the way the way we work here, right? It's it's there are things that you're good at, there are things that I'm good at, and I don't try to be Bob, right? It's cuz if you try to be someone else and I might add, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't try to be Bob because it would be really hard for me to do that, whereas it's yeah. more natural for me to be me and then my who I am comes out and what I bring to the table comes exactly. out. Exactly. Well, and I mean, with you and I, you and I have talked about co-coaching and things. Well, I mean, we do co-presentations and stuff. Right. And, you know, remember when we went to um, the uh, thing in Charlotte, we went to Southern Fried Agile. Right. Uh, I wanted to do prep <laughs> yeah. and you were going to wing it. Yeah. And, and it annoyed me. Yeah. But you ignored me. I did. And we won it. And we were fine winging it, actually, yeah. right? And we did a little retrospective after the talk. But the point is we understand each other's strengths and weaknesses, too. So I think part of your brand is not just, is understanding yourself and, and becoming comfortable with it, but also understanding your weaknesses and then being willing to sort of, like, be puzzle pieces with other people. Mm-hmm. And get that comfort. Like you and I, I think, are comfortable with that. So I'm a little annoyed, but I'm not going to put pressure. I'm I'm not going to put pressure on you to become Bob, and you're not going to put pressure on me to become Josh, right? We accept. So that's what I'm really, I guess, getting at is the acceptance. So comfort with yourself, but acceptance of your universe around you Mm -hmm. and maybe finding. So part of your brand is not being alone, but finding complementary people. Right. Uh, you and Richard, I think, Richard, you, I'm guessing that you two have complimented each other mm-hmm. uh, here a little bit in yeah. coaching and things like that, and, and you sort of fit together. I want to come back to social media because I'm not, you know, like LinkedIn for me has been a, a pretty cool tool. I I use it, so I try to beef up my profile there. My daughter uh, 
has a very lightweight profile. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking about doing some, I'm, I'm talking to my daughter about, she's a social worker, and I'm talking to her about maybe bringing her into some teaching and things like that because she has this soft, right. this people background, and she's, she rocks in that space. And I wanted, I talked to her about, well, we need a, we need a bio, and you need brand building. Right. And her LinkedIn profile has no picture, and it's very lightweight. And it's very skewed towards, I mean, she has like one sentence per thing, mm -hmm. and she could embellish and really give, like, like show, show who she is through right. LinkedIn. So that's one avenue that I've invested a lot in. I've invested zero in Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, I have, and I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing for me. Uh, I use LinkedIn as my Twitter I, I have a Twitter account, but I really don't tweet from Twitter or any of the tools. I, twi I, I tweet from LinkedIn mostly yeah. and stuff. So talk about social. Yeah, the big thing for me that I tried to do, and with me it was really frustrating having a common name, right? Josh Anderson, there's a, oh, that's right. there's a billion of them out there. And right? you, re you reversed it. Uh, yeah, so, I, so, I, so what I did was try to find a way – where I could find a brand where across as many social media platforms as possible, my username was Is the same. Name? So it's my name backwards. I got so it. So I've got a website like that. My Twitter handles that. Every other social media platform that I'm on as Josh, I've got that because it was unique enough that I wasn't Josh Anderson 22 here and Josh Anderson blah 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 See, I you know what I never I thought it was dyslexia I was <laughs> I no but I yeah. never no I'm kidding I, yeah. I never knew why yeah so so I, that's why it still represented me it wasn't some made up name yeah. some weird you know yep. you know um whatever uh shoe lover 22 right or whatever it's it's still me and it represents me but it was in a unique enough way that with a common name that I have, that I could have it across the platforms that I need. So, so I have the website, I have the Twitter account, I have I have those things where, you know, you can find Josh Anderson this version, the same way across the platforms. So I like that, and you're much more technology. I mean, you're more real time than I am mm -hmm. too. Do you ever know you have yeah. noticed that? So you're like, if we get a Medicast, so if someone sends in something, a tweet on the Medicast, I don't think I've ever responded before you, right? Ever, you're always on that. So, is frequency is that something that you're doing consciously, like being all over the real time stuff? Or uh, to me, I, so it's it, it's setting up the tools to be able to manage that. So, in TweetDeck, I have all of the accounts for all the things that I do that I care about. So, I have my personal account. I have the Dude account because they let me tweet via the Dude. I have the account for Metacast and a couple other things that I have out there. And it's all funneled so into one spot. So it's all aggregated. And so that's I've never used that. Right. So that's why I avoid right. doing it because I have these multiple sort of flows right. and I don't – okay. Right. So it's there and I can manage it and I can set up columns filtered for specific ways. So all of the mentions to all of the accounts that I care about go into one column so I can see that, so I can respond to those. And I just have it set up on my phone where it buzzes me. I'm like, oh, okay, here's something I need to care about. Do I do anything about it? No. Maybe I take care of it later. And the other nice thing that I have with that tool is it lets me schedule tweets, right? So I can plan out stuff with a new episode that's coming out. So, as soon as, so, so you actually queue things up? Right. So when an episode comes out, it gets auto-pushed by our, our, our platform. So our platform says, what destinations do you want this to go to? It'll go to your blog. It'll go to Twitter. It'll go to Facebook. It'll go to all these things. It just does that. But then I set up reminders yep. for a couple of days later, just, hey, if you weren't there when it got pushed out. So there's one that should have gone out at like 1030 this morning. 
about the tempo episode that came out yesterday. Just another reminder for people that are out there, like, hey, here it is again. You're making me feel like a dinosaur as you're talking, Josh. You know that? I'm sorry. Can you see the sad? Am I getting sadder looking? I am. <laughs> no, you're making me feel like a dinosaur. No, you're right on. So that's all, that's all the stuff that I would do manually. Yeah. And that's all the stuff in the back of my head. I'm like, I wish there was a programmatic way to do it. And yeah. you're telling me it's been around for like five years that you yeah. could do stuff like that, which makes sense to me. So, so that's part of the brand building. Let's talk about MetLife, switch gears a little bit, like public speaking. Mm-hmm. So, so, and it goes, and we've talked a little bit about this on the, on the Metacast, but you've invi- you invite people here, you go out. I mean, why, why are you doing that? Is, that? is that, are you consciously thinking of brand building? I would hope so to some so degree. So it's brand building for me, but also it's brand building for the dude. Because when I walked in the door, I sort of tangentially knew there was this school dude company a long time ago because right. I saw something in the paper. Right. But because of the way we operated, we didn't have a technology presence. But when I was brought on board, my job was to build a technology presence and to have us become a software engineering team. And we had these aggressive goals of hiring. And I just needed people to know that the dude was here and that we're doing cool stuff and we have a cool space and we have a great team and all these things. So while it's for the dude, it's also for me all in one because right now I'm at the dude, right? So as successful as I can make the dude, that success is going to be returned to me as well. You you bring up a point, and, and I hadn't been thinking about it, but I think there's this sort of additive branding that happens. So throughout my career, when I was at EMC, that was in, in maybe the mid-2000s. So I, I've been an active public speaker, but I embraced when I was making proposals to conferences, when I was thinking of talks to share. Like you did the Agile Donut. The mm-hmm. genesis of that was at the Dude. Mm-hmm. And you continue to talk about that. So it's your it's your idea or your packaging what's happening at the Dude. So it's building your brand with the Dude. Right. I've done that for years and it was sort of conscious and I would mind I would mind my environment. I mean the key for me was to observe my environment and to take credit. Not ego credit but to to find to take credit for what was going on right to capture it in talks and then to share it mm-hmm. and and i feel like over the years i i was hitching my brand wagon to where i was and and it was a win-win mm-hmm. because i was building me but i was also building i i was i was building the brand i was building the company that it was at so eye contact is a clear example of that mm-hmm. i did exactly what you're doing part of it was for hiring and recruiting locally, yeah exactly that, right? that, that was, was a, a huge part. thing for us huge yeah thing. so you need that awareness to really attract folks you need to be competitive right? so you need to get that out there but it's sort of that win-win so as i think as people build their brands don't you're not in it alone. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think it's slower if you're just hitching your wagon to yourself. Right. Right. You want to hitch your wagon to your company. You could hitch your wagon to a group. I've seen people, um, Jared Richardson, for example, rest his his soul. He early on was hitching his wagon to SAS, but he was also hitching his wagon to the Pragmatic Bookshelf mm-hmm. because he's published his book there. So he was doing branding with Andy as right. part of the, and and Andy was Andy the publisher was benefiting because he was selling books <clears throat> probably more than Jared was yeah. in building his brand, and then Agile RTP, uh, he started Agile RTP. Mm-hmm. I know that's not Richard's goal in creating the Scrum Focus Master Focus Group. Right. I, I know that's not his goal, but he's building his brand whether he knows right, right. By, yeah. by contributing to that group. Well, and that's. That's the same thing we're trying to do with a network we started, right, of getting these podcasts together, of, right. of 
of having a cohesive brand that powers the other brands and and that unifies all and makes everybody stronger just like just like you're talking about i think there's a like i'd like to hear your thoughts on like-mindedness so not everyone um not i don't hitch my wagon to everyone i filter so right i i don't think but to me what that does is that gets back to knowing who you are and who you're not and being able to say no Right, being comfortable saying, you know, like the things we've talked about over the past week or so, we've had a lot of discussions yep. around things where you're like, no, just say no. Don't do not do that. And I can tell you five years ago, I wouldn't have said no. Right. I would have been like, whatever you give me, I'm going to take it. Any opportunity I get to get myself out there, I'm going to do it. I don't care. I don't care how crappy it is. Even if there's things I don't like, now it's a little bit different. It's I've been around the block a couple times. And be centered. And right. be yeah. centered. Yeah. But, but also knowing who you work with. Like, could I do it's, – it's, it's self-awareness, but it's also – and it's saying no. But it's just who are like my – I guess like-mindedness is what comes to my mind. Working mm-hmm. with like-minded. So it's, part of it is knowing, knowing your essence. Right. Uh, but I guess you're right. It's like saying no. It's like I'm, I'm differently principled than you. Right. Right. So I've, I've, I can't tell you how many people I meet that they're wonderful people and they're wonderful agilists uh, and they're wonderful coaches, but I wouldn't want to coach with them. Right. Right. I just wouldn't. And it has, it's nothing to do with I'm better than them or they're better than me. Yeah. It's just we're different. And as you're building your brand, I think part of brand building, what I'm trying to say is, is gravitate towards like mindedness. And to your point, don't be afraid of saying no mm-hmm. or it's not for me or whatnot. Right. It's that essence of building, building a network or building a community. And I see us doing that mm-hmm. and sort of gravitating, having principles. I think is what, like knowing who you are right. and, and knowing what your principles are. Uh, conference speaking for me, uh, I look at every engage, engagement. I mean, so it's sort of intentional. You said, well, Bob Galen brings energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you, you've seen me come in here and I lack energy, right? So it's, so it's, it's intentional. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's my passion. I couldn't talk about painting houses with the same right. passion. But it's also is hard work. So, so what I'm getting at is, I think brand. You have to be serious about your brand. What mm-hmm. do you, I mean, I'm looking for feedback there. I think you have to seriously build it. Like, look at it as a job, just yeah. like you're raising your right. kids, yeah. Yeah. right? Your kids. You have fun. You have joy. You love your kids. But it's also work. You yeah. can't. It. You have to work at it. Right. It takes intention and effort. Yeah. It's not gonna just happen. You're not gonna just get a speaking gig. You're gonna have to work hard to build the content to submit the proposal. Have it understood. Have it be clear, and then go deliver it. Right? Because well, if I was, you go and you don't deliver, you're not going to get invited back. I was talking to Richard the other day. I came here. I don't. Mm-hmm. Know if he, I yeah. came here the other morning, and Richard was talking about he he wanted just some advice about how to get more speaking gigs, and I think hard work is a part of it. And I'm not implying he's not working hard mm-hmm. at it, but you have to like part of the hard work is just ideation. One of the things I think I I think we discovered together is that. You know, you can't just have one idea, right? So I'm going to brew up one idea, right? And then I'll shop it around and see if anyone takes it. And if one person takes it, that's fine. And then a year later, I'll brew up another idea. I was telling him. I mean, I was showing him. I have word documents with like ten ideas, right. and and I capture them. One of the things I'm relatively good at is if they pop up, I try to write them down. Mm-hmm. And now developing. So I'm constantly developing talks. I'm right. constantly developing ideas. Some of them. Were, are better ideas than others, 
but it's hard work. Right. Right. It's ideation. Yeah. So you have to work on ideation, uh, and then you and then you have to what, go through the submission process. Yeah. Which uh, is always hard. Which is hard. Yeah. And and I I always submit. Uh, the Agile Conference has four uh, a, a limit of four. I always su- submit four, mm-hmm. uh, just because I want to increase the odds. Just because it, right. it's a it's a challenge. I'm not trying to game the system in any way, but I I do, and I, so that means I have to have four good ideas, mm-hmm. and I'll try to do that. And you can swap them out. Yeah, I, to me, I, I've I've grown into that. Right when I started, I didn't really know what I was doing. I had one idea. I developed the talk and like, okay, this is the talk I'm ready to rock and roll and whether it gets picked up or not. But then as I've gotten better at that and we've worked together, I'm at the same point now where I have a list of ideas, right? So this was the first time where for the scrum thing in San Diego, I submitted the max. I've never submitted the max, right? But I had those ideas and they just came flowing out. It's like, I think these are really good, but, but, but it took me time to get there. Oh, the other thing that I talked to Richard, and Richard, if you're listening, I, 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 this is with love, and I apologize. I don't think you're going to be offended in any way because you rock. But we were talking about idea recognition. So from Richard's point of view, it's just work, right? It's just, oh, I'm scrum mastering and I'm coaching. From my point of view, I'm like, man, he's doing all kinds of cool things here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the other thing, and I think you probably realize this, is you have to see – you have to look at what you're doing in the company. If you're in the company doing work, it sort of seems like day-to-day drudgery. Mm-hmm. It's boring. I mean, it's interesting, but it's boring, mm-hmm. right? No one would want to. No one would want to hear this. Right. And you have to turn that around and say, no, everyone would want to hear it. Mm-hmm. Every, almost everything you're doing. I, I think I was with him the other day, and we I pulled three or four ideas out of the hat just there right. around uh, facilitating teams, facilitating release planning, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, changing priorities around and things like that. Things that you guys really do a great job of, but I don't think he realizes the value of stuff. So right. part of your brand building is, is looking at your universe, it, being being like a child in your universe and really looking at things and seeing the value that's there. Would you buy that? or? Yeah, it, it's, it, it's things that... Um, even so there was something you and I were out to lunch over the holidays and I mentioned something you're like, that's a great idea. That's a great talk. And, and it's like, Oh, so once you look at it from that lens, then you recognize, like you take that step back and realize, Holy crap, that was really cool. And then you start putting the pieces together of how we got there. And there's a story, you know, like I was just talking to Richard, we had a one-on-one, right? So every month we have a one-on-one and I was asking him about something and he said, I'm like, that's a great talk. Exactly. You should put that together, and that's a great talk. You know, but sometimes it takes a different lens where because you're so close to it, right? And you're so invested, and you and your passion in making that work. That sometimes either you or somebody else has to take take that step back and recognize the coolness of what was done. It's the marketing. If yeah. you're thinking about it from a company point of view, it's the branding. One of the hardest things when you're close to it, if you're the CEO, you don't see those branding opportunities as much as hiring a marketer. Right. Now, when you and I are building a personal brand, we have to be a self-marketer, self-writer, mm-hmm. self-videographer, right? So, but but it's how do you train that those DNA, those muscles right. uh, to do stuff like that? So I think that's part of the brand building. What are we missing? I feel like, uh, what do you think? Building a brand as an agilist or as anything. Uh, so we hit uniqueness. We hit conferences. We to hit me, getting I, out so there. So the one thing I think as a – and it depends on the role. So so one of the things that I've admired about you in your role, right, so as a agile coach, somebody com- comes in 
and hires you to, to, to help them. It's the harsh reality of telling them what they need to hear, not what they want to hear. Right. Because I, I think people might like that in the moment, but they're going to feel like I didn't really get my money's right. worth. Whereas right. if I pay Bob to come in and Bob comes in and drops his bomb on me, then maybe I don't want to hear it right away. But after I stewed on it over a week or so, um, he's really right. So it's, it's having the courage to tell them what they need to hear. And, and that's something that I, that Richard does well, right? Like Richard recognizes in his role, there's times where he has to tell people things they don't want to hear. And people are paying you, people are paying Bob to come in and tell them what they don't want to hear because they, they probably see it. They just don't want to recognize the issue. It's a validation and, and, and being comfortable with that and kind of being the bad guy at times. It's not the bad so guy. So maybe as part of a brand is think maybe we could capture that as being the quality of your brand. Right. The quality of your whatever you're choosing, the quality of your leadership, Josh. And separating it from the intent. So you're not a perfect leader. Mm-hmm. I'm not a perfect leader. But I know that your heart for leadership is to always get better. Right. You have the heart of a champion when mm-hmm. it comes to leadership. Um, and I'm not blowing smoke. I'm being sincere now. Well, that's that that builds your sincerity, that heart of a champion. Right. That I think that comes through you. You know, so if you're faking it, or you're bullshitting people, that will come through, right. and you'll have a bullshit brand, right? And you'll get some money that way, and you'll get some sort of you'll yeah. get revenue that way. But it's the sincerity that comes through. So when you're building your brand, and you can see this in hotels, you can see this in. You know, there's hotels and then there's hotels that, you know, we all care about people. Then there's the hotels that walk their talk, mm-hmm. right? So so I think that I think that's a part of building your brand is walking your talk, being true to yourself, right. knowing who you are, uh, and then stretching yourself and knowing what people expect from you, right? Mm-hmm. What, what you expect from yourself. Right. What else? I'm trying. I think we've covered it, the idea that I had for brand building. Maybe we put it out to the Metacasters and say... Give us feedback on this because I think it's incredibly valuable. I mean, I've been thinking this way for years. Uh, so maybe Metacasters, uh, put on your thinking hats and think about yourselves as brands and what have we covered and not covered and what's the nuance. And I'd love to have like a brand revisiting yeah, or something. Yeah, so let's, let's, um, let's use the hashtag ABB, Agile Brand Building. Yeah. So – Tweet your ideas and thoughts using the hashtag ABB, and I'll make sure when we post this episode we do that. It's in the comments, so, so so that way you can see everybody's stuff going on back and forth. I really, yeah, that's a wonderful idea. This is an important topic. Uh, I'm not trying to twist your arm, but it, it's incredibly important. It's for your career as well. I mean, it's agile, it's community, it's integrity, it's all of the things we've talked about. But it's, I think it's a really healthy view to have no matter where you're going. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if Josh stays at the dude for 30 more years, it's still a, a healthy mindset to yeah. have that brand-building mindset, right. right, from a variety of perspectives. I'd really like to hear folks who've coupled stories around people who've coupled their brand-building to their companies yeah. or, or, their, or their current gigs and things like that. That would be cool to get some real stories out there going on. And I'll put on my thinking hat as well. So, from beautiful downtown Cary, well, it's not so beautiful. It's raining today. It's a little rainy. It's a little rainy. I got, I got soaked coming in. I'm sorry. You know, it was, it was like, you know, but it ran off 
you know, I don't, it ran <laughs> off my head. I wonder why that is. I don't know. It's maybe a lack of hair. I don't know. So, so from beautiful downtown Cary, North Carolina, I'm Bob Galen. And I'm Josh Anderson. Shake. And bake. Take care, y'all.